Hey guys, welcome to the new NBA podcast of the GOAT Network. This is Hoop There It Is, and I am your host, Monica, and I have a guest today. What's up, everybody? It's kind of crazy having Michael on a podcast that is not football related. Yeah, I you know, I went on vacation yesterday. And here we are today, and I'm recording with you. So I am I am excited, though, because the only real thing with the NBA that I am decent at commenting on is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I don't know, like, I could talk to you about the intricacies of the competition committee in the NFL for hours, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um, and how every team projects, you know, new rules every year that they want to see done. Right. I have no idea how that works in the NBA. I have no idea how uh, how smart it is for Steph Curry to pull up from half court, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know the analytics on that, but what we're going to talk about today should be should be fun. All right. So the main thing that I wanted to discuss today, because I wanted to have Michael on, are the Memphis Grizzlies. There has been some real crazy <sighs> stuff going on with John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and the Grizzlies have even come out and said. We are not going to sign, re-sign Dylan Brooks. Can we talk about that first? At all. <laughs> so, I I saw that news and just thought, you know what? They must know something we don't about Dylan Brooks. There must be something, you know, by the way, she didn't crack open a cold when it was a Dr. Pepper Zero. Uh, but, you know, there must be something that they know that we don't as to why they're not going to try to do a sign-in trade. Right. Because I do know that that happens. It's not required. But when when they didn't do that, when they basically said, Dylan Brooks, you know, kick rocks on your way out. We don't like what you did. Right. I agreed with that. I definitely didn't like how Dylan Brooks essentially said to LeBron James, you're trash. You're an old man. I'm not really worried about you. And who's in the Eastern Western Conference Finals right now? Oh, LeBron James. And so when I when I saw that news, I thought, well, you know, Good riddance to Dylan Brooks. I there's a lot to there's a lot that we could discuss about Dylan Brooks, but I do think that his antics were probably the main reason why they said goodbye. Yeah, he was a good player. Yeah, I mean when he and he didn't do anything in the Lakers series. I think if he had made those comments and then we beat the Lakers, none of this is even a thought. And I think yeah. there's a really good chance that the Grizzlies would have been in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. The Warriors. Either both the Grizzlies and the Warriors underestimated the Lakers, and I just have a hard time believing that. Right. Or the Warriors were not as good as everyone thought they were. Right. The Grizzlies were clearly not as good as everyone thought they were. But I think a lot of that was bulletin board material and the fact that John Morant basically snapped his hand in half, his shooting hand probably, um, yeah. no pun intended, <laughs> uh, his shooting hand. Oh, dear. Uh, he snapped that back in game one and... That was really kind of the series mm-hmm. from that point forward. Dylan Brooks is a good defender, but I don't know. I don't the the NBA is very it, it runs through the guards a lot. Yeah, in today's NBA, and Dylan Brooks is a good defender, but I he's not ready for an entire offense to run through him. No, and and the thing about Dylan Brooks now is what what team will sign him? There there will be one. I yeah. mean, because it, it, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, softball, tennis, 
you can be a terrible person, mm-hmm. but if you play the sport well enough, you're getting another, you know, another opportunity to play. Right. You can be a guy that is considered a locker room cancer and still have an opportunity to play. I mean, look, Dennis Rodman yes, managed to win exactly championships with yes. the Bulls. And if you want my expertise on the, the sport that I know the most, somehow Terrell Owens continued to get onto teams too as a wide receiver that was a cancer everywhere he went. Everybody still was like, we got to sign him if we can get him. So Dylan Brooks will get signed. But, I mean, what teams do you think are most likely to go after a player like that? Because this is where my area kind of falls off into the deep end more. I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure who would want to go for him right now. I feel like that like it's going to be a contender, but we'll see. There, I mean, there's a there's a lot of people in the free agents. We can get to that in just a second. All right, so yeah, let's let's go to Jaw for a second. So last season, well, this season, the regular season, he was on Instagram Live with a gun in a club. Yep. And he was suspended for 10 games. How did he get into a club with a gun? Don't they pat you down? Like, how do you how do you get into a club? I know it's Memphis. Y'all shut up. How do you get into a club? I mean, because I've never gone to a club, so I don't know I how... I will say but, you're not asking the right person. I mean, every every single movie and TV show I've ever seen, though, like, you're not just allowed to walk in packing heat. I mean... So how Maybe do you, you are if you're an NBA player. I guess that's true. I mean, if, if John Morant shows up and basically says, hey, we're here to party tonight, I, you're not going to turn him away. I'd say, all right, go on now. So go yeah. have fun. Sorry to interrupt you, but that, no. I just I, the more I read that story, the more I thought, how do, you, how do you get into a club with a gun? That just makes no sense to me. I have no idea. So then I believe it was last Sunday uh-huh. whenever – the news came across. Yeah, it was on Mother's Day. Yeah. What a, what a Mother's Day present for John Morant's mama. That. Bless her heart. <laughs> that he was brandishing another gun on Instagram Live. This time he was in a car. <laughs> so I had told Monica this off the air because we were talking about it last night when she asked if I would do this. I saw the notification and totally thought that it was a dupe notification a duplicate you know uh because during the nfl draft shameless plug for the goat podcast uh during the (laughs) nfl draft i turned off my bleacher report notifications because bleacher report will tell you early yeah and i like to hunt for each first round pick to see if i'm right Mm -hmm. you know and we both try to see who gets it before the other yes we do and it doesn't help me when bleacher report spoils it 20 seconds before i find it on twitter so I turned off my notifications, and Mother's Day morning, I thought, ooh, I'm in my last week of the GOAT podcast Mm -hmm. on all major podcast platforms. I need to be looking at these notifications again. There may be some major rumors I've missed and other things because I do a rumor mill most of the time. Didn't really do one with the schedule release, but I think that made sense. So I turned my notifications on, and immediately it says, John Morant brandishes gun on Instagram Live, and I thought, oh, man, this Bleacher Report is really trying to catch me up. And then 10 seconds after I thought that, ESPN said, John Morant brandishes a gun again. And I was like, what? No, he didn't do that. And he did on Instagram Live. He just flashed another gun. And I don't remember who it was that said this. It was an an NFL player that tweeted it. 
Mm-hmm. John Morant has not one sincere friend. That's very true. I think that is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. If you are John Morant, and this has happened to you twice, you have no sincere influences in your life and no friends that truly care about you. Yeah. It's, it's time to clean house. They just want your money and the fame that comes with being around an NBA player. Mm-hmm. They would, a real friend wouldn't let you do that once, let alone twice. Yeah, I, and within the span of what, three months? Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty recent. Because they were fighting for the number one seed. Yes. When he had the first incident happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember he got that 10-game suspension, and I thought... Uh, I don't think we're going to win the number one seed now because John Morant's the offense of the Memphis Grizzlies for right. the most part. Right. And then it came down to he. we made it through the 10 games okay. Yeah. We were still kind of in the hunt for the number one seed. And then Phoenix, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. What, was it Phoenix? It was Denver. 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 Denver won a game against Phoenix, I think. Or we lost to Phoenix the night that we, we secured the number two seed. That's what it was. Phoenix mm-hmm. was in play. Yeah. But... Denver's now the number one seed, and how the number one seed has made a difference. The Phoenix Suns were posers. Denver went and, and you know took them to task. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else has Denver beaten? Denver, they beat Phoenix, and let's look this Was up. it the Brooklyn Nets? That would be Eastern. That's Eastern Conference. Let's get it pulled up here. Yeah, guys, check out the, uh, the football podcast that I do because yeah. I know that a lot better. While we're looking this up, Michael, would you like to plug if anyone has any comments for us on yeah. this? So you can email us at goatversusgoat at gmail.com. That is G-O-A-T-V-S-G-O-T-E at gmail.com. Also, another thing to think about that would really help is the Goat Podcast is also the Goat Network's master feed right now. We're working on getting our own feeds and our own shows, but as we work on that, we desperately need you to leave us a rating and a review. Listen to all the shows. Monica covers softball and basketball right now. I cover football. Of course, I'm on vacation until the fall, unless something major happens. Uh, by the way, just covering this now, Jim Brown died, a uh, former running back for the Cleveland Browns. And so that's that's some major news, but not major enough to hop on a podcast and talk about it for 30 seconds. But the Denver Nuggets played... Let's see here. This has been such a long postseason. Yeah, wouldn't we normally be in the finals by now? I feel like we should. Oh, the Timberwolves. That's right. That's right. It was the... Yeah, I think the Grizzlies would have beaten the Timberwolves. So, just kind of a, because you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, we're really close to my birthday. Yep. And for my birthday when I was growing up, I wanted to watch the NBA Finals because, you know, yeah. Michael Jordan, the Bulls. Of course. Air Jordan. That dude makes like $4 billion a year dude. from Air Jordan. They, what was it, with his first shoe deal, they said, if we'll, we want to, you know, make $3 million with this. They so the first shoe deal I know was like two hundred fifty thousand that he got, mm-hmm. um, and the goal was like we want three hundred three million out of it. And the goal was like an unknown precedent of my son will get a percentage of each Air Jordan that is sold, which was never done before. Right, had never been done, and then they did that, and I think Nike sold three million in that first year. Or four million. It was something obscene, and now it's That's up to four crazy. billion a year. So yeah, I can understand why you'd want to watch Michael Jordan. Yeah. So 
you know, my birthday's coming up. So, you know, this is, you know, the finals are about, about that time. But anyway, so yeah, the Nuggets, they have, they have the number one seed and it's been amazing for them because they, let's see, I'm not sure if they have lost on their home court. Let me go through. They I didn't know they in did. the first series. Mm-mm. And they haven't against the Lakers. Yeah, they have not lost at all on their home court Wow, this postseason. That's incredible. And the only, I mean, let's see, they won 4-2 to two against the Suns. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Suns only won their game three and four. Yeah, which were, you know, I believe it's a... That was in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think I think they do 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one in the seven-game series. Probably so, which I've never understood that either. But anyways, that's another I've topic for another day. Two, two, one, one, one. Yeah, but back to the Grizzlies and John Morant. Let's talk about this for a second because the 10 games ended up hurting their chances for the number one seed because oh, they yeah. could have locked it up, mm-hmm. which I think would have meant an easier playoff route for them because 100%. Denver would have probably taken care of business against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then the seeds would have reshuffled further. Yeah. So the Grizzlies would have continued to play, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that. If you are John Morant right now, are you worried that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to move on from you? Well, what came down this past week was an indefinite suspension for Jaw. Yep. And 10 games for a first offense, indefinite suspension for the second. And Adam Silver has come down pretty strong in his statements that he's made this week. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that goes. But if you're the Grizzlies, what do you do now? Because Dylan Brooks, he played, you know, the small forward, the shooting guard position, and Jaw was at the point. What do you do? Because now you've lost your two guards. And you've ruined your chance at being able to at least do a sign-in trade with Dylan Brooks. Yeah. If they had if they had held out hope, you know, and that's why I think we're all guilty of it in one way or another. If we play fantasy sports, we're guilty of declaring a player dead in the water, yeah. and they're not. Mm-hmm. Actual businesses like these teams – they do it all the time, and I think the Grizzlies are kicking themselves right now that they didn't try to, on the surface, pair the repair the relationship right. with Dylan Brooks and be able to say, hey, you can come back next season, let's sign this big deal. But then during negotiations, they could say, hey, this thing with John Morant just happened. Uh, we've got to trade you. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got to recoup some assets, so would you be okay with a sign-and-trade? Mm-hmm. Is that crazy off base? I mean, am I am I odd for thinking that? No, no, I don't think you are. And the Grizzlies have the talent. And if we're going to talk like competition window, this is the window. Yeah. I because mean, you're not guaranteed another John Morant. They were lucky that they went from Mike Conley to John Morant. Yes. They were lucky. You're not guaranteed to do that every year. No. So, I, you know... I mean, so what What do the Grizzlies do now? They're going to replace, have to replace at least one starter, most likely two. So what, what could they do in free agency? I know that James Harden is a free agent, and he's already rumored to be going back to Houston. Rockets, yeah. 
How crazy is that? When I saw that, I thought, really? Just kind of looking at this list. You know who I would go for? Go for it. And it's crazy. But you don't need you need it to work. You don't need it to be good. Go get Russell Westbrook. I I mean, if he would sign with you, he's he's not going to be the superstar player no. when John Morant gets back. He's versatile enough that he could kick out to shooting guard mm-hmm. and play point guard. Yeah, he allows for you, in my opinion at least. And I know a lot of people hate Russell Westbrook, you know, but the yeah. triple double you know, thing that he does is valuable. Mm-hmm. And when he's on the right team, that would work. The only question I have is he's 35 years old by the time the next season starts. Right. What would his salary look like? Would he even sign? Because the problem Memphis has as well, we're a small market team. Right. No one, LeBron James never gave us a thought. You know how he'd said something back when he went to South Beach? He was like, I gave a lot of teams serious consideration. Mm-hmm. We were not one of them. No. Because we didn't have the money. Same for when he went back to Cleveland. He would rather go back to Cleveland than Memphis. And if he had come to Memphis, we would have won a title or two. Mm-hmm. Then he went to L.A. And so, you, I mean, we're not, a, we're not a big market team. Looking at these names, I mean, you got Kyrie, Porzingis. Those guys, I mean, that's a power forward right there. D'Angelo yeah. Russell. You have to find a way to try to pry both a shooting and a point guard. One of the one of the names that did cross my mind was Kyrie, because Kyrie has that versatility to play both guard positions. Yeah, he can take over a game offensively, but I'm a little I'm worried a little bit about his maturity. Yeah, because I I could see where Memphis could go in free agency and get a older, more mature guard. Right. To pair with Jaw and maybe help him, because let's be real, being in Memphis is not a good culture fit for Jaw. Certainly not who he's hanging with. I mean, no. you never heard Zach Randolph do this stuff. You no. never heard Tony Allen or Mike Conley get involved in this stuff. No. So it's possible that you could play. You same with Mark Gasol. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a clean house. I mean, that's the first thing that we know he's got to do. Right. But if I'm the Grizzlies, I force him to clean house by. Mm-hmm. Taking away him as the starting point guard. Yeah. Put him at shooting guard. Take him away from running the offense. Because I get it. I I, I may be wrong. Quarterback runs the offense on yeah. the NFL. Mm-hmm. But a middle linebacker calls the defense in the NFL. Right. So you wear a green dot. NFL teams often send a message like the Steelers did to Devin Bush a couple years ago. They took the dot away. Mm-hmm. His third season in the league, they were like, no. We're going to trade for a guy named Avery Williams, Williamson, and they gave him the dot the week he got in. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. No. And so I think that's what the Grizzlies need to think about doing too is whatever the equivalent of that would be in the NBA, and you can tell me what it is, they've got to do that to him. You know, moving him to the shooting guard position would definitely be that. So we we have pulled up right now a list of free agents at the point guard position. Another name that really intrigues me here is Patrick Beverly because yeah. right now he's with the Bulls, but he has said that he wants, he has a lot of bitterness towards how he was treated right. previously. So I wonder if he wouldn't mind going back to 
the Western Conference where you can have her, I believe it's the Clippers especially that he was just really struggling with having like had a lot of bitterness towards. So why does he not go back to the Western Conference where he can go against them all the time? And he is such a good defender. Yeah. Whatever they do, you've got to find you're not going to be able to bring an attractive option in. I'd love to say D'Angelo Russell. I don't think there's any way D'Angelo Russell no. would sign with the Grizzlies. I'd love to say a guy uh, even like Dennis Schroeder. I just don't see it. No. You've been in a big market, a big market team that you're in the Western Conference Finals right now and you've been a contributor on that team. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more suitors. So explain to me and anybody that may not know how this works how the NBA does it because in the NFL you don't have player options. You don't have, you know, the ability for a player to say, I'm staying here another year, but you do in the NBA. You also have the restrictive free agency as well. So how, how does all of that work into this? Because there's a couple of guys that I think could be really good options for the Grizzlies, but they're either an RFA, so a restrictive free agent, or they have a player option. So what explain how that would go. Okay, so on, on some of those of the restrictive free agent... It's okay. Well, you like we we get a chance to look at any offer that you get. Okay. And then with the player option, it'll you know it'll be the last year of their contract. Do you want to play this last year or not? And then also this you can get into bird rights and all that kind of stuff, but we can discuss that later on. But bird rights just goes with how much, how much you can get paid in that contract. Uh huh. Because we the NBA doesn't have a hard salary cap; it has a soft salary cap, and so the bird rights go against what percentage a player can take right of the salary cap. So if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, and there's a guy like a Herbert Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Herbert he, Jones. The, He's got a club option, mm-hmm. so they get to make that decision. But yeah. here's my thought. What if you could go back and repair the, the Dylan Brooks situation? What if you could do something like that? Is there a way for you to make a trade for a player like a Herbert Jones and make that advantageous for, you know, um, making making that move instead? Because Dylan Brooks plays small forward. Right. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day about, you know, this was before the John Morant stuff came out. Right. The Grizzlies might need to look into doing a deal for Herbert Jones because they're if they get him, they're not going to lose any of the defensive production. Right. But they would lose the drama. Yeah. And he would also be mature enough to handle Jaw, which I don't. I think another kind of complicating factor of this is the immaturity of Jaw and the immaturity of Brooks together. I feel like it just made each situation worse. Yeah, and Herbert's gonna be what forty-five, twenty-five when the season starts. Yeah, he's he's pretty young. Um, let's see here. John Morant's only 23, so that's another part of this. But um, here's something I just found. I am looking up Whoa. a certain player. Did here. you see about the what Nike did to John Morant? No. They removed all of his new sneakers from their website. 
well, now it's, I mean, this is going to, this, I mean, how do you get a guy like that to change? Like, he is a star. He is so good. How do you get him to change? You're going to hit him in the pocketbook. And, I mean, yeah, um, it's going to hit Nike, too, but. He's been in the league for five years. Let me let me harp on this for just a moment. My opinion, for what it's worth, NFL has a rule that you have to play three years in college before you can come out. They argue all the time. They're like, that's not fair. Don't do that. But on average, it means you're getting a 21 to a 24-year-old player draftable. Right. NBA doesn't do that. No, you can come straight out of, straight out of high school. So you can be a, you know, a, 16, 17-year-old kid in your last year at high school and be superstar good like mm-hmm. LeBron James was yeah, and just go straight to the NBA. Kobe. And all of a sudden, you're throwing all this money, all this fame. I think that's got to change. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a regulation of you have to play at least two years in college, a minimum of two years. You cannot just come straight in because with John Morant, yeah, he went to Murray State yeah, and he played there. But John Morant went from being at Murray State to being drafted at 19 years old, right? Or no, 18 years old. I believe he was 18. 18 years old. He's handed a pile of money and is is told, you are the face of this franchise, and look at how that's gone. Yeah. You know, and the Grizzlies don't have the coaching that uh, the Lakers had when they took Kobe. They didn't have the coaching that even the, the Cavaliers have with LeBron. Right. And how much of this, how much of this lays at the feet of the Memphis coaching staff? One hundred and ten percent. It it's all, in my opinion, it's all on their their feet and jaws alone. Mm -hmm. There's there's no argument to be made in my mind. When you knew this happened the first time, Mm -hmm. and y'all forgive me for having to keep mixing sports here, but you remember what happened with Des Bryant when he was drafted by the Cowboys? That's been a long time. They gave him a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what that bodyguard was in charge of doing, he was a babysitter. Yeah. They gave him a curfew. They told him he couldn't be out past a certain time. He had You had to come home. The bodyguard would come and collect him and take him home. Mm-hmm. What happened with Des Bryant in his career that was so scandalous? Not really anything. But no. in high school and in college, there was a lot of concern. He was just immature. So when the Cowboys drafted him, one of the greatest Jerry Jones decisions ever made was to say, give him a bodyguard that will teach him to grow up. Mm-hmm. What happened with Johnny Menzel? They not that. that. No. Yeah, not that. They let Johnny do whatever Johnny wanted to do, and that was a disaster. Same with a bunch of players mm-hmm. in, in all sports. Yeah. This is on the Grizzlies for not, there were no signs. There were no, you you don't know where your star player's going and who he's hanging out with. I don't believe that. No. You know, you cannot tell me that the Grizzlies don't have somebody assigned to him. You just can't, I'm not convinced of that. They just are letting him be the superstar and they're giving him superstar treatment. How's that working out for you? Yeah. Now you're probably going to be that. Ten games for a first offense, he'll miss a minimum of fifty games. I feel like that's right. Fifty games. He is twenty-three years old. He's going to miss fifty games, and you can bank that the Grizzlies will lose half of those. 
at the very minimum. They're going to, if they want to win, they're going to have to invest heavily, heavily in free agency. And I'm just scrolling through the free agents and I'm trying to think of some affordable options. Max Struess is one that comes to mind. He right now is with the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. He will be a cheap option. He is a very good guard, and they could allow, at least at some point, the offense to run through him. As far as the defense, he's not going to be as good defensively, but they can also, if they grab a Patrick Beverly, he will probably be a lot cheaper, and then you're not losing that defensive production. But on the flip side of that, too, how do you talk to Max Struess? Struess? I believe that's how you say his name. How do you talk to Max Strudel and say, you know, <laughs> hey, man, come play for the Memphis Grizzlies? Um, no. Why would I want to do that? Your your star player is going to be out dozens of games. Mm-hmm. When he comes back, I have no faith right now that he's going to even be mature enough going forward to where this won't happen again. And you want me to sign with you just on the hope, just on the hope that this all works out they're gonna be told that by players uh i mean i would tell him come be our star and that's something that i think you're gonna have to do Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to tell john morant but i'm the star i was the number two pick yeah and you've held a gun up twice so Mm -hmm. yeah you were the number two pick and you have two offenses yeah so now you're gonna be the number two on our offense that's how that works two 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 i know a former nba player had said recently that he was very glad social media was not around whenever he was in the NBA because yeah there are things that he and people in his era of the NBA that have done that were 10 times worse than anything Jaw has done that that's scary that is terrifying and the thing if you're listening to this podcast you're you're trying to get away from the other angles of sports broadcasting where they are slanted to woke media they're slanted to we have to be politically correct and we're not going to talk about certain things in a certain way that's why we got here yeah when you don't have any accountability for anybody that's why john morant can do what he did Mm -hmm. and yet when it happens everybody's like how did this happen how did this happen maybe because for decades now we have told these athletes including michael jordan you can have a gambling problem. That's fine. You don't have to get that under control. As long as you play and you score 40 a night, we don't care what you do outside these walls. Shouldn't you, though? I mean, we look at life and tell our kids and tell our family, and we were told as kids, you represent this family when you go outside these walls. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't say any of that to these athletes. You know, you represent the Memphis Grizzlies. You represent the Chicago Bulls. Who knows? What will happen with John Morant? Who knows how bad it's going to get? I, I don't know. I, I, um, I look at Austin Reeves as a guy that maybe you could have gotten had it not been for this playoffs, you know. Yeah, he, he has had a very interesting playoff. But go sell the farm. Here's my mm-hmm. thought. Offer the Lakers, what, Jaron Jackson? Is that, is that the guy's name? Mm-hmm. Offer the Lakers Jaron Jackson, which will help LeBron out more. You know, you can spell him a little bit more and have him play and all that kind of stuff. Give up draft picks and try to get an Austin Reeves to be on your team. 
if you can't get one of these value options. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to get anybody in free agency to come and play willingly, you got to go trade for them. Yeah. That's the only real thing that they can do. Um, another thought is, you know, maybe Cam Johnson. That's another That's another guy they might could afford, I guess. Just, there's, a, there's a lot of options. What about the Grizzlies trading for a pick and just saying, we're just going to replace Ja and Dylan with one fell swoop and we're going to get one star player with a lottery pick. What about that? So here's my here's my thought. You trade John Morant. Is there another John Morant caliber player in the top five? Possibly. Because if there's not, and this is where it, it's not happening. Let me before I say it, mm-hmm. it, guys, I know this would not happen. But this is where you need to call a Mavericks and say, what does it take for Luca? You need to call a team like that mm-hmm. and say, you have a superstar that's got his head on his shoulders. He's a good guy. He's a great player. We want that. Yeah. Now, the Mavericks aren't getting rid of Luka Doncic anytime no. soon. No. Uh, unless they were offered such a king's ransom that, you know, Mark Cuban would be able to say, y'all would shoot me if I didn't take it. No yeah. pun intended. Sorry. Um, that's probably not the, the best joke to make there. Um, yikes. Anyways, you would be angry mm-hmm. if I didn't accept this deal. Yeah. But I don't think the Grizzlies have the ability to make a deal like that mm-hmm. and keep their team intact. Mm-hmm. Especially considering their rivals. You know, mm-hmm. you're not you're not looking to make your rival that much better. But you you gotta look for somebody like that, I think, that you could go and get. But who who realistically can you go and get? I know that um Portland has said a lot of things lately about possibly getting rid of Damian Lillard. Ooh. That would be very interesting. Yeah. If you if you can secure a Damian Lillard and you know what? I know it sounds crazy. Um but I think back to the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. And I think back to when they were winning championships and they were being very competitive. They still had Duncan and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili uh, and then uh Kawhi. Mm-hmm. If you can get Kawhi Leonard back in that time period, a player like that who doesn't talk. Yeah. He shows up in balls and he was an NBA Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you can get that then you're happy. The problem is after that, Kawhi Leonard went crazy and yeah, said, I want to go over here, and now I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to go over here. And it hadn't worked out for Kawhi since the Raptors. No. And the Raptors was just, that was a really cool story. You know, congratulations, you won the you know the NBA Finals, but it ain't happening again. He knew that he left. Um, yeah. But you you've you got to look for the exact opposite of what you've been looking at. So a Damian Lillard would make sense. There, I have heard some, there's been contradicting rumors. One is that they're looking to get rid of Damian Lillard. Another is that they want to get a small forward. They'll package their third, their third overall and whatever it takes. They will sell the farm to get a small forward to pair with Damien. And if you hadn't burned the bridge, you're looking at having an asset that would get you to the number three pick. Mm-hmm. 
And then even still, you have the ability to put pressure on John Morant and say, first of all, we don't have to keep you. We've got a young guy here who knows why we drafted him, Mm -hmm. and he would be an idiot to do what you did. So we can move off of you at any time if we want to. Second of all, Joe, if you'll get your head on straight, y'all could be a tandem for decades. Mm -hmm. You know, you could play together for 15 years if you just get your head on straight. Mm -hmm. This is the problem, though, to me. The Grizzlies don't have a culture like they had with grit and grind. No. And because of that, this happens. They got rid of one too many veterans. They should not have let Marc Gasol go. They should not have let Randolph and Tony Allen all go in the same... I mean, they were gone within a night. Same with Mike Conley. I was going to say, I think the biggest mistake was getting Mike was Mike Conley. Letting so is him he go. available? I doubt it. Because that's the other question. Where's he playing now? Minnesota. Yeah, we could get him. It was Minnesota. What? Okay. Um. Yeah, you guys won one game at home against the team that's probably going to the finals. Mike Conley, to me, would be the type of, like, if you could go back and, you know, go back and get him, that would be one way to fix it because he is beloved. He is beloved by the Memphis Grizzlies. And, you know... You've got a stat pulled up here that I think you should you you looked it up so do it. Yes. So I saw the stat the other day and when I saw it I didn't believe it. And I have it pulled up again. This is why I think Mike Conley was the biggest loss for the Grizzlies. He has never had a technical foul in his career. That is crazy. And that is absolutely crazy. That is I think that was a very key part of grit and grind. Yeah. Is you can you can be a star, you can be an excellent defensive team, but you don't have to be obnoxious. Yeah. You don't have to be a Draymond Green, you don't have to be a Dylan Brooks. You don't have to do any of that. So he'll turn 36 when the season starts. Mm-hmm. Just right after, you know, when the season starts. Um, he signed a three-year deal with a, with the Utah Jazz, but it was traded. Yeah, apparently. it was traded. Yeah. So he's got a base salary of twenty four point three million, and a cap hit of twenty four point three million, dead cap of fourteen point three two. I don't know. I'd give that. I'd give all that up for a first round pick. <laughs> I mean, Conley's thirty six. Can he play another 10 years? 10 years? No. Yeah. Five? Probably not. He might He might have one or two more. Maybe three. Maybe three. If he is able to be more of a bench-type player. But that's what you have to go get. You got to go get a Mike Conley. You got to go get a guy, you know, call Tony Allen, see if he's willing to come back at 50 or whatever he is now. Her... Herb Jones, Herb Jones to Memphis to me makes way too much sense. Yeah, but and Max Struess, I think they could get both. Yeah, the Pelicans do have the club option on Herb, but if you, I think that they will probably pick that up because he's a low cost option. But if 
but they're also going to be in a big tangle with their salary cap. Yeah. So if you can offer them a cheap option, do it. The last thing that really I'm wondering about, if you went to Dylan Brooks and you said, hey, we'd, we'd like to guarantee that you're going to a good team. We don't like how it ended. You know, we're very, we've been very clear with that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But we don't hate you enough to say, go play in New Orleans for the next, you know, seven years. Um, so the Lakers have agreed to do a sign-in trade. Would you think, if that happened, that Dylan Brooks would go and do that? Is there a way to fix that and get some assets for Dylan Brooks? Can you get an Austin Reeves, who they seem to not love, but he's playing so well? Mm -hmm. Could you secure that? Maybe. That's... If I'm the Lakers, I would stay far away. But at the same time, they also went and got Russell Westbrook, and that did shock me. And LeBron, could you imagine LeBron being like in practice? Come on, man. You said I'm old. I'm running better than you. Come on, let's go. I could. Uh, that would be amazing. By the way, Mike Conley played for the Ohio State University, so he's awesome. That's all I had to say. That's not the reason he's awesome. But. He's awesome for a lot of reasons, but the Ohio State is probably the, the chiefest. The chiefest? The chiefest. Buckeyes for life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think that this is a, with that Great place to start. Comment, <laughs> he was the fourth overall pick, guys. Come on. It's crazy. I think that <sighs> uh, been number one. this might be a good place to call it. For this episode, because I just I don't I don't think we can recover after that Ohio State comment. I don't think oh, there's we, a way we to, could. We could. I don't think there's a way to save it. But um I appreciate you coming on, Michael. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna go back into my hibernation. See you guys yeah. in September. Unless something major happens. Unless something major happens. Yep. Well, or John Morant flashes you know, like an AK on Instagram live or something. I mean <laughs> he would be suspended for the rest of his career. You know what? No, he wouldn't. Unfortunately, he would find a way to get back onto the court like at 25. You know, he would miss two years, but then have 15 left. It's crazy, but appreciate you coming on, talking about the Grizzlies and all that craziness going on with them. And uh, we have, we will have some new, we'll be shifting to a summer schedule starting on Monday. And there will be more news coming up, coming about that. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, complaints, goat versus goat at gmail.com. But keep the complaints to yourself. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm kidding. Send all of the complaints to Monica. All of them. Including yes. the Ohio State comments that you're going to make. Send those to Monica. If you have anything direct, directly to deal directly with this podcast, go ahead and put hoop. There it is in the subject line. So we know that it goes to the basketball podcast. Yeah. I don't want to read. I don't know. I mean, what is a shot clock violation? What, what does it mean to dribble? I don't know this stuff. Doesn't I, know, know any of this stuff. Was it a four point play? If you shoot it from half court, I appreciate you being on Michael and Anyways, have a good one.